0: As most of you know, a few weeks ago, Kath and I went to Asbury, and I know, I know a lot of you have been down there as well, and I went just to see what God was doing. And um, and I've shared some of my testimony from that before. Um, the The presence of Jesus there was astounding. And it's funny how you can go and stand eight for eight hours in a line, and then... You can experience them the same way. Yeah, you know. Um. Okay. Um. One of the key words that was that was spoken in Asbury by the leaders there um, was humility. You know, what was remarkable, um, and i 've heard a lot of people say this who have been there that um, um, what was remarkable about, about the what law was doing there was that there was there was no one at the front, there was no one preaching, there was no one no person that people were following. there was no worship band that people were worshiping with. It was just Jesus. it was just about Jesus. And um, we upgraded our mic so that we wouldn't have problems anymore. But um, I'm sure we'll get this figured out. Try not to be distracted. Um, So the Lord, this, this idea of humility is really powerful there. And... And it's just it's a, and I think the word that they spoke about humility was over what the Lord was doing and therefore it is for, I believe, for all of the Church of America and it's for us. That if, um, the, if the Holy Spirit is to keep moving in a body of people and to stay and we are to see his power and his majesty increase, then it will only be on a foundation of humility. Um... And I've, I've sensed the Lord saying that after this series on worship that I'm to do a series on humility. Um, and I've never, I've never felt him ask me to do something more terrifying. Um, so tonight I'm talking about sacrifice. So this is a kind of preamble to humility. And... Um, excited for it I think of all the, the sermons this is maybe one that I was looking forward to the most and, and it's a peculiar thing obviously because sacrifice implies death uh, and pain and suffering not normally things we look forward to especially comfortable Western Christians we like a nice easy life but you know we, we belong to this kingdom that is so unlike the world, isn't it? Where the first shall be last. That if you want to save your life, you must lose it. If you want to leave, you must be the, lead, you must be the servant. We follow a God who flips the system of the world upside down. And the first thing, I've just got three points I'm gonna say tonight, and then we're gonna worship some more. Um, The first thing is that as soon as we talk about this word sacrifice, we're obviously following in the model of our Savior. And so the first thing is the sacrifice of Christ. Um, And I know this make a good Easter message, you're not quite at Easter, but this is Lent. Um, So if you'll turn to Hebrews 9, please. I can always use the hand. Should I do that? Yes. No, I'm not sure. Like me, you you sometimes find Hebrews. It's quite a tricky book. The language doesn't always flow easily. Um, I'd encourage you this week, if you can, to um, to to read through Hebrews nine and ten. And just repeatedly, and, and you, have to read, you have to read the whole chapters because they, they build on each other. Um, I, I'm going to read a section of Hebrews 9 and then into Hebrews 10. So Hebrews 9, 11, and then I'm going to jump down to Hebrews 10, um, verse 11 as well. So the writer of Hebrews says, But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, That is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. And jumping to ten eleven. And every priest stands, ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool, for by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified." This is the covenant that I'll make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds. I will write them. He said, then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I'll remember no more. Now where there is a remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. Did you catch in verse 14 that he says that we are perfected forever? Still to be sanctified, but perfected forever. What a promise. Jesus died. He he is the one sacrifice that takes away all sin. And so everything that I say tonight about sacrifice is modeling Christ, modeling this example. We're following him. Paul says to Ephesians in 5, Ephesians 5 verse 2, and walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And we get further on in Hebrews, and this is a, the first point is that we follow Christ's sacrifice this second is that scripture speaks to us of a sacrifice of praise. In Hebrews 13, as verse 15. The writer of Hebrews says, through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. The New Living Translation maybe is slightly easier to grasp. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. We no longer have to offer sacrifices, we no longer have to kill sheep or goats or heifers or doves, but the very expression of what comes out of our lips that we just did tonight is a sacrifice of praise. And that's, you know, the Father says, I look for those who worship in spirit and truth, and the best that we can offer Him is that the, what comes out of our lips is truth. And that we mean what we sing to the best of our ability. And that is our sacrifice. And, and, and you know, at, the very, at the very basic level, it's quite a small sacrifice. Now, each one of us here could be doing something else with our time. We could be doing schoolwork or preparing for our meetings tomorrow. We're going to the gym, you know. We're lifting weights, whatever. We could all be doing something else, but we have all chosen to be here. We've all chosen to gather to worship Jesus together, and in that there is a sacrifice. Now it's really tiny compared to what He did for us, minute, but it's something. We have said, "Lord, You're more important," and we've come to worship Him, and and He responds. Have you, do you notice how He responds to that? That He fills our praises. If we, if we look at the word sacrifice, it is a slightly unpleasant word. It, it does mean to kill or slaughter for a purpose. It's not just to kill, but to kill for a purpose. And there is this reality, because you know, it's a strange word that the writer of Hebrews uses. And there is a time, there will come a time, and there is a time maybe quite often for us, where even coming to worship requires us to slaughter something for a purpose. And it might quite often be our flesh. It might be something that the Lord is asking us to lay down. And we always have the choice. We always have the choice to say, no, Lord, I will not do that. In our men's group on Wednesday, Chris reminded us that even Jesus, you know, in the garden, he has that conversation with the Father. The most submitted one of all. He has that choice. But he says, Father, your will be done, not mine. And he goes to the cross. There is a sacrifice of praise where the Father asks us to lay down habits, lay down relationships that are damaging to us. But he only ever asks us to sacrifice for a purpose. And that purpose is always for our freedom. Always for our freedom. Tyler, a few weeks ago, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but a few weeks ago, Tyler went around, when he preached, he went around the church and he he pulled out a few people who have suffered or are suffering, and yet we see them worship. And I would just say the same thing about Tyler. How I've seen him worship when he and his wife have been in pain. And it's a sacrifice of worship because he's worthy. And it's a sacrifice of worship because we might not understand why the Lord's doing what he's doing or why he's allowing to happen what's happening, but our hearts are there to worship him and it's a sacrifice of worship because we step in because he's worthy and he's good and we trust him. But it's a sacrifice and we follow his model. It's always a response to him. It's always a response to the one who was laid on the altar whose blood was spilt and so if the second thing is a sacrifice of praise and I, I, I didn't know what to call this sermon I didn't know whether to call it a sacrifice of praise or praise as sacrifice or sacrifice as praise but both things are true all of them are true like there's a sacrifice of praise that, that, that we're told in Hebrews that we come and worship and there's a sacrifice. But there is something deeper that sacrifice gives us and that our sacrifice, sacrifices themselves are praise. And we are surrounded, absolutely surrounded with opportunities to praise God in sacrifice. Jesus says this in Mark 10 even as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. We know also he tells us in Matthew 16, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Our ultimate sacrifice of praise is us. It's our lives and our choices. We all know that when Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment is, we all know this, don't we? To love God with all your heart and with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So that's in Mark 12. And, he, and he's answering a, a religious scribe who asked him of the greatest commandment And then the religious scribe responds to Jesus in the affirmative that this is, but he adds this phrase that these are more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. That we would love God and we would love our neighbor. And Jesus affirms him. To love God, to love our neighbors is the greatest offering and sacrifice that we can give. And obviously there's like a year of sermons in that statement and what it is to love. And We might say that this is indirect worship. You know, we come together and we sing and that's direct worship. And, and in many ways it's, it's the kind of, it's the most beautiful, easiest form of worship because <laughs> we get the, the spirit fills us and he fills the room and we feel the delight of the Lord as we worship and it's awesome. And we start talking about Sacrifices, worships, it's a little indirect maybe. But when someone hurts us or when someone bullies us, when someone stabs us in the back and we decide to love and not hate, we are sacrificing. We're stepping away from the human response that the world would have us do and we are choosing to sacrifice. We're choosing to step into Jesus' ways. And in that, we worship him. And that we declare that we are part of his kingdom. And we follow his example. And in this, we show that love is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. In Romans 11, Paul writes this. This is from verse 16. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be glory forever, amen. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. The kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. This is truly the way to worship Him. To be a living sacrifice is truly the way to worship Him. And I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one who, you you come to church and you have a great experience of the Lord and, and you feel really restored, uh, and the stresses you know, of life are kind of washed away. And then you go into Monday, and your you, Monday's great, and Tuesday goes all right, but on Wednesday, you're starting to wear thin a little bit. Thursday, you lose your temper with someone. Friday, you're, you're just praying, Lord, let me get through to church on Sunday so I can refresh myself, you know? <laughs> and, that's, and that's often the way of the Christian life. And this last week for me was not a great week, to be honest. Um, I have felt absolutely fantastic since coming back from Asbury. But I've also felt like every single day something has been stabbing me like a little knife. Every day. And every day I've had the choice to say, Jesus, what do I do? How do I take this worship of you, this singing to you, this praise of you, this revelation of you and your love, how do I take it into the situation of this person who's lying about me? And you know, his his most common words to me are, why are you so concerned about yourself? Why don't you sacrifice yourself? And you know where my week went pear-shaped? Sorry, that's an English expression. Where it started to go really wrong was when I didn't listen. And I pushed back. You know the whole flight and fight response? I've got the fight one, that's mine. And I just couldn't take it anymore. And I pushed back. And I, and I was righteous, because I was right. But the Holy Spirit wasn't in it. I wasn't willing to lay down my right to be right and to defend myself. And I'm not saying that you know, there's, there's times to do that, but in this case, I was not in obedience with Christ. I was not willing to sacrifice my will to fight to his will to submit and let him be in charge. And so often I've found when, um, in the last few weeks, when I've let him be in charge, he has sorted out the problems with me doing nothing. And man, that's a much easier way to live. But honestly, you know, as, as we, you know, Matt talked about family um, tonight, and that's just something that we sense the Lord saying. Like if humility is one thing for us as a church to really be pressing into, the other is family. Like we're worshipping together, we're laying down our lives together, we're wanting to experience them together, that we all get to minister together. And there's so many ways that we can sacrifice, and they don't have to be these huge, profound things, but there are people like you know, Brian and Pam, they are here every Sunday to open those doors for you, and to smile at you when you walk in. And they've sacrificed a little bit of time to do that. And that is, the only reason they do that is that they love Jesus. And it's a a worship for them. You know, it might just be that as a family, there might be a few of you that the Lord has been saying, you know, you really should be helping out in kids' church. You know? I know that scares some of us. It scares me. Okay? But what if... What if our heart is, you know what, if I go and help with kids, it means that one person there who does it once a month will not only have to do it once every two months, which means they have another Sunday they can sit here and worship and and just be with the Lord. And what if you think that the Lord absolutely loves it when people look after his children? That sacrifice of your time was praise to the Lord. Because when those kids are irritating you back there, you need that. you know. Lord, this is praise. You know, I mentioned a guy, and actually we had two men at Worship Dance Home Group this past week. Yeah, Giselle, two men, 100% increase. Okay, Joe's going to be there next time. Maybe not. Um, but you know what was beautiful? Again, I, I shared that story two weeks ago. Like, the, the, the trying to be good at dancing and worship dance was worship, but the greater worship was saying, Lord, you're worthy of my embarrassment that was the greater praise it was a sacrifice of self-respect what is the word i'm looking for? what's the word i'm looking for ego yeah you know the flesh wanting to be comfortable that was the greater praise you know one one of my most special things in all of my life in church is taking communion what if what if one of you Came on the first Sunday of every month, 40 minutes early, to prepare the Lord's table. Can you think of anything that is more honoring of the Lord and of praise to get that feast ready? You don't think the Holy Spirit will respond as you do that with love, even if no person knows that you do it? What an act of praise and love to pour out to the Lord. Like there's there's, there's little things that we can do. And in doing them, we're coming together as a family. And we're worshipping Him together in acts of love and service and sacrifice. And I do think there's something profoundly powerful that when we start to do those little things... And we, are, and we turn to the Lord and we, and we sacrifice our time and our rights and everything else and those little things, when it comes to the big things, we have this practice with the Holy Spirit of laying down ourselves for Him. And so when those hard things are happening, it's a lot easier to step into them with grace and with love. To step into them with Jesus. You know, there's, there's so many more things on that I would like to say. Um, you know, tithing is a similar thing. You know, we give up our money. We could all buy different things with that money, but we give it to the Lord to do with what He wants. And this is the thing about sacrifice. And maybe tithing is a good example. But this is the thing about sacrifice, and it's going to be a central theme when we talk about humility. That the world tells us that if we give up things for Jesus, if we sacrifice things, sacrifice by definition means death. It means slaughter, okay? So by the world standards, it makes no sense to say that this can be in any way possibly a good thing, right? But in the kingdom, those who lay down their lives find their lives. You know, there's this great, um, every time there's a sermon on tithing, no doubt, There's this great scripture from Malachi where the Lord says, you know, test me and see if I won't bless you abundantly if you give to me. Okay, and I'm paraphrasing him. And it's a great scripture and it's true. But I love the next verses. Which maybe we don't preach about as much. But he says, I will stop the insects attacking your crops. I will stop the fruit from falling early the branches think about the detail of the Lord's attention to sacrifice when his very presence is there in the fields keeping the fruits on the vine the olives on the tree they will not fall early because my blessing is poured onto your sacrifice an amazing thing about sacrifice is that if we sacrifice to Christ, if we give up ourselves, we don't lose anything. We get him, and when we get him, we get a better version of us. A better version. The only thing that we have to get right. Okay. Um, so we're not, we're not good about having lists at Kingdom Life. These are the 10 things to do to be a successful Christian. Maybe we should. Repent, that's one of them, that's a good one, okay. Um, always repent. Amen, thank you Matt. Um, <laughs> the reality is, our lives are always, we always face opportunities for our flesh to tell us, that, you know, flesh wants to tell us what to do. Our will wants to tell us what to do. And we have choices to come under Christ. We have choices to sacrifice and find ourselves. Always. What I don't want us to do is to strive to sacrifice. Now that's not the same thing as choosing to sacrifice. Okay, there will often be a choice, always a choice actually. But there's a difference about striving and making it about us. If ever in your Christian life you have a thought in your head that this is about me, you're probably on the wrong track. Okay? What we want is for our hearts to cry out, Jesus, I want to live a life of sacrifice to you. I want to model myself on you. I want to honor you. Okay? And will you reveal yourself to me? that our sacrifice becomes a response. Because that's what we see throughout these scriptures that I've read. This is what Jesus did. This is the example that he said. He is our model. And when you meet him and when you experience his love, it's so much easier to step into sacrifice, to step into those choices. Like why would you do anything else? then get closer to the one who is love. So worship team, if you're still in the building, will you come up? Because we've got time for another song. I want us to worship again. Okay? But are we, so we're going to pray as they come up here. Just as I get ready, will you, will you pray with me?